Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. From his silver screen debut in Endless Love in 1981 to the behemoth that is Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise has graced our theatres for four decades, from a fresh-faced heartthrob to arguably the number one modern-day action hero. Cruise has a filmography of classic movies. We feel the need, the need for Neil to give us 10 TC facts. Thank you very much, Pav. So here we go. Tom Cruise's real name is Thomas Cruise Maypother, the fourth. Well, Miss Norris, shall we shag now or shag later? Disney modelled the the cartoon of Aladdin on Mr. Cruise himself. That's right. It's a court martial. Yes, Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> beginning with A Few Good Men in 1992 and ending with Jerry Maguire in 1996, Cruz became the first actor ever to appear in five consecutive movies that each grossed over $100 million in the United States. Rain Man? Yeah. It's place and times, yeah. In, the absurd coinc- in an absurd coincidence, Nicole Kidman, Katie Holmes and Mimi Rogers, all three of Cruz's ex-wives, were 33 years old when they were divorced. You complete me. <laughs> on October the 16th, 1986, Cruz earned his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Excuse me, drunkards. Tom Cruise took up acting after a knee injury put a halt to his wrestling career in high school. Kittredge, you've never seen me very upset. Tom Cruise's 2005 appearance on Oprah, where he famously jumped on the couch, was one of the first viral videos on YouTube. It spawned several parodies from Family Guy to Scary Movie 4. Look, fuckstick, I'm incredibly busy, so why don't you get the hell out of here before I snap your dick off and jam it into your ass? (laughs) Cruise will not allow his likeness to be used in video games or for action figures. Respect the cock. (laughs) (laughs) Cruise is credited with saving the Ray-Ban brand after wearing them in the movie Risky Business. Their sales went up by 2,000%. Ah! 
And his highest grossing film today is the new Top Gun sequel, Maverick, which at present stands at $1.3 billion. I feel the need, the need for speed. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much indeed. And it is everything Tom Cruise today. And we're doing this because of our wonderful Patreon supporter, Rick, who's with us. Hello, Rick. Hi, guys. How you doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. Um, I am waiting for something. So I will, if if we're in the middle of talking, I will cut through something very special, hopefully. Um, hopefully. so, So Rick, why Tom Cruise? It's just it's a funny one. I I always think that he's he's a bit of a an oddball in real life. He's but then like like a lot of people say he can be very nice, he can be nice to the crew. I just feel like he's he's a he's a bit of an enigma. He's such a massive star. He's never won an Academy Award. Um and he's done so many different films and yeah, it's just he's one of the biggest stars in the world, so why not do a top 10, hey? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think he probably is the biggest star in the world, isn't he? Now. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I guess who else would come close? Maybe god, maybe Leonardo DiCaprio, someone like that. Possibly, but in terms of box office, surely Tom Cruise, The Rock yeah. maybe. Maybe Maybe oh, The Rock. Yeah. yeah, maybe The Rock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. though he's, he's he's just he's he's almost a, a thing unto himself, isn't he? He's, mm. he's a bit of a, he's just so big. So For me, I equate him to take that Okay, mm. so early take that and early Tom Cruise, I didn't like at all. Early <laughs> Tom Cruise was very, I'm a pretty boy, woo, slapping your hand and all that kind of stuff. And it was all very, just I didn't like it. Same as but when Take That came back and we're a bit more older and did like proper songs rather than teeny bop songs, the same with Tom Cruise. He hit that sort of, I'm not sure what move, maybe Jerry Maguire from Jerry Maguire on. Yeah. a bit more grown up and he's he's done interesting but the 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 action movie stuff that he does possibly born on the 4th of July would have been the turn well, I don't know cuz I don't know cuz and again with like something like collateral I think collateral he was too young he was if he'd have played it like now mm. he was he's a little bit older do you know what I mean he seemed to play an older person but he was that wasn't young obviously but he was but yeah. I do feel is he's got better with age yeah, he's he's one of the yeah I know what you mean. He's he's sort of he, he was very much uh, the new kid on the block, and then he was starring in all these sort of eighties you know pretty boy sort of movies, wasn't he? And then yeah. I think there was a, there was a moment when he matured, and it was like oh actually because there was a sort of like a watershed moment. It was like can he actually act? <laughs> that was the thing. That was the th- right. Okay. Um, right. I, I'm, <laughs> my mouth's gone all dry now. Oh. <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> I put a tweet out saying um, to at Tom Cruise that we were doing a top 10 of his movies and would he like to join us? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome Mr. Tom Cruise. No, I'm only joking. I'm only oh joking. my god! <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. I was expecting some lookalike uh, impressionist. Oh, if I didn't have been able to get that d- deep fake bloke, that would have been great. Mm. I just want to see if you two shit yourself or whatever. I, I just thought I literally shit my pants. <laughs> I really thought that it would have been that time when we both go in. Well, we don't really like Tom Cruise, but we'd do a top ten on him anyway. Imagine if we got him then and he's there and he's going, <laughs> "Hi guys, how you doing?" And we just slagged him off. 
I was going wow. through half my notes, scribbling them out, going, "Oh God, I can't say that now." I can't say that. <laughs> oh well, I mean, look, Mr. Good. Cruz, if you want to come and join us, please. There is time. There is time. Always. I do, have, um, I do have a very funny story about Tom Cruise, though. I'll be very quick with it. No, but, go on. Um, my brother got married in um, in New York, and he's he's ten years older than me. I'm thirty nine. He's he's forty nine. So he was right in the middle of all of the cocktail Top Gun sort of thing when he was younger. Loved Tom Cruise. And um, I I was his best man, along with one of his best friends, I based the speech around him. And it was in the, um, I can't, it was a Mandarin Oriental in New York. So we were, we had this whole speech and it was a bit of Tom Cruise ribbing in there and, oh, he likes Tom Cruise and look at all this stuff. He's, that's all he ever talked about and then moved on from it. And then his mate went down into the lobby to get something and came back upstairs and went, you'll never guess who I've just bumped into downstairs. And he was like, oh, no, no, I don't believe. He's like, yes, yeah, Tom, Tom Cruise. I bumped into Tom Cruise. And he was like, I don't, I don't believe you at all. So he pulled out his phone. He had a picture of Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes himself in a lift in the really? same hotel. Yeah. Wow. And he was like, why didn't you ask him to come up to the wedding? He was like, he's, he, he categorically said no. Oh, did he? <laughs> I can't believe it. I was like, he's in the same building. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. That is, is crazy. Yeah. I mean, he was at um, like the air tattoo, wasn't he, back in July? In, yeah, he was. He just, and up, and he? I was actually, I had a singing gig in the same, like in Fairford, in the same little village. And I thought, mm. wouldn't it be weird if he turned up? Obviously, he didn't. You could have yeah. done, you've <laughs> lost that loving feeling. I could have done. He'd have loved it. He'd have absolutely he? loved it, Because he? he would never have heard that before like that. His little legs would have been kicking around. <laughs> He'd have run all the way there. <laughs> Which reminds me, one of the funniest videos is of that one where they've reversed his running for about five oh, minutes. It's absolutely brilliant. It's hilarious, isn't it? I, w- I will put that on the video playlist for, for the Patreon subscribers. Without doubt. <laughs> Talking to Patreon subscribers, we want to welcome Brandon Watson. Hello, Brandon. Hello, thank Brandon. Thank you very much for your support. Yes, um, thank you. Unfortunately, you haven't joined us on an episode that Tom Cruise was going to join us on. Wouldn't that have been amazing, though, if another little square had turned up and there he that was. Hi, guys. When you said my mouth's gone all dry, I was like, this must be real. <laughs> I was really yeah. trying to sell it. I was, I was wondering how long to keep that thing going. But anyway, right. We will talk about the man's films and... Uh, Rick, you start us off with your number 10 then, please. Okay, so my number 10, and just, you know, like like I'm sure you guys have been doing, a bit of shifting around, but um, my number 10 is Minority Report. Oh, that's uh, my number seven. That's my uh, number eight. Yeah, so I just, I just, it's a weird little movie, this one. I, I really, really like it. Obviously, off a short story by Philip K. Dick, and he's, you know, he's had a lot of movies um, made after his little stories, but Steven Spielberg, and it's, I just think it's Steven Spielberg being a bit, bit different, a bit dark, a bit weirder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that, it, again, it's a weird movie. There's a moment in the movie where he's explaining to the, the older lady that he invented pre-crime about, you know, he's, he's trying to find out where these minority reports are. And she just turns around and give, gives him all this information and turns around and kisses him. Yeah. Absolutely no reason whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just that the tone of the movie. And I just think it's, it's really interesting. It's kind of a new take on like a, a time travel sort of change of destiny sort of, you know, the old mm. things like that, but it's kind of a new sort of take on it with, with, with the predictions. And, um, and again, Spielberg is really good in it with all the chase scenes. And I think when they're building the car in the factory and he's fighting Colin, Colin Farrell and it builds itself and yeah. he just gets up and drives away. I think that's brilliant. Um, the jetpack fight where it toasts the burgers. I think that's really funny as well. Yeah. And he's just so watchable, Tom, in it. He's really, he's really good. And also, I really like, there's kind of a theme running through my list, which is, it's kind of the movies that he's in, but it's also the performances he does. And I think in this one, you're always questioning yourself. He's got this clean cut sort of image, Tom Cruise, and he sort of plays to that. But 
in this one, you're thinking, did he do it? Did he? Yeah, yeah, did he not was, do it? wasn't it? Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like all the way through, you're going, well, you're, you're addicted to this drug. You know, you've left your wife. You're in a bad place. You could, you could have done it. So mm. I just really like that sort of, um, you know, did he, didn't he? And I think it's a really good film. Yeah. And it's a visually stunning film. Still, st- I mean, I say still now. I haven't watched it for a couple of years, but it really held up. I thought the visuals yep. of it and the, the style it's filmed. It's almost like a dreamlike quality to it. It's as got you're that watching. haze to it, yeah. It? And I think some of it is the CGI makes it have that little haze. But mm. but yeah, and it's also I, I love the fact that it is. It's a future that looks believable. If yeah. that makes sense, you know it's. Whereas, like, you watch Blade Runner and that was set where it was 2019 and there are flying cars and you're looking and going, well, where are the bloody flying cars then? Come on. <laughs> that looks like it. I mean, does, does it actually say what year it is? I don't, don't know whether it does or not. I think it does, but I can't recall. I, can't. I think, it, yeah, I think it leaves it a bit uh, vague, doesn't it? But it's sort of like mm-hmm. near it's near sort of middle future. So, yeah, 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 you've got the cars that drive themselves and all this stuff, so... But yeah. yeah, I agree. I think the one thing with Tom Cruise in that one, well, I think he always, I think he likes being a hero, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. There isn't that many movies. Well, maybe Collateral is one. Interview with a Vampire, maybe another. Mm. Is there any others where he's been a villain? Magnolia? Magnolia. Where he plays sort of a bit of a bastard or a bit of yeah. selfish. Yeah. Or, but I, I like it when he does that, and I think he should do it more because I think he's way more effective when he does things like that. Mm. I think so. I think so. But I think he like obviously. In his later career, he likes being just... He's the action, action man The now, action isn't he? hero, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really... I, I saw it a couple, about a month ago. It was on Sky, and I just uh, sat and watched it as it was on. And the whole thing with the eyes. Oh, yeah. gets his eyes changed, and he goes into the fridge and, and thinks it's he's getting the milk and the sandwich, and it's like mouldy milk and a mouldy sandwich that he... Oh, it's yeah. disgusting. Uh, uh, what's it's, the name of that actor? The actor that played... That did his eyes. Oh God, yeah, he's in. He's in Armageddon, isn't he? Is the, the yeah. crazy? Yeah. Um, What's his name? Keith Keith Pat. No. Yeah. What's No. No. It's not. It's. Um. I'll know it as soon as I see it. It's. Um. Oh God. I'm, trying, I'm looking on IMDb and I. Can't. <laughs> we're all, we're all stumped. It's an age thing. It is an age. Oh, no, thing. Yeah, I mean, but I'm he's sorry. one of those guys that uh, Peter Stormare. That's oh it, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah. Is he American? Um, good question. Because he always seems to play. Yeah. Who's born in Sweden? Oh, okay. There you wow. go. Born in Sweden, but he always seems to play those kind of just scumbags. Mm. He? I mean, he was that in Fargo. He was one of the. He was the Steve Buscemi's like mate in Fargo. He was, uh, yeah. Uh, and he has just, to, just to say as well, we, we may we may spoil movies in this. You know, oh I yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, just yeah, definitely. Uh, but I really like the um, the line that he says when he's when he's he's put he's put him under anaesthetic and he's like, I'll put you away because you know you were you were doing things to patients and he's like, you set them on fire. He goes, I put him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great one to start with. Go on then, Neil, you're number 10. Mine probably won't be so great for a lot of people because I know it's not very well liked now, but I've put it in there because there is moments and bits in it that I really enjoy. And it's Eyes Wide Shut. And the reason I enjoy it is Cruz gives a superb performance in it. It's uncomfortable viewing. And we talked about films that are well out of his comfort zone. This must be one, must have been one. But it's also Stanley Kubrick's final film and it has some real Kubrick moments you know let's not forget how to make an orgy seem like the most sinister thing you've ever been to not that i've been to many orgies but (laughs) 
Um, Not even to many orgies. Oh, well, so you've exactly. been to a couple. <laughs> Only the ones that you organised, Pear. Well, they were very ominous, weren't they, really? They were. Uh, that Japanese sort of opera singing over the background and that whole soundtrack in that bit. But I think Cruz is really damn good in this film. He's mm-hmm. really good. Um, whether it's helped because it took so long to film the thing. But like I said, it it stands out for me because we talk, like you said, you've talked about him playing the bad guy. But this is a subject matter that I think I would never have thought I'd see Cruz in. If you know what I mean, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an overlong film. I agree, and it has its issues and problems. But you can't take away what Stanley Kubrick did there, and some of the beauty of it, some of the well-shot bits. And like I said, when he does uncomfortable Stanley Kubrick, you know it's uncomfortable, and there it is. I, I'd be interested to see what you guys think of this movie. I've never seen it. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've, I have seen it, but I saw it a long time ago. And just literally that word you mentioned, uncomfortable, it, it did make me feel uncomfortable watching mm. it. And I, I remember thinking at the time, do I do I like this? Do I not? And it got a reaction out of me. So, yeah, yeah I really, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think it's it's a real out of his comfort zone movie. And it's not the sort of role you would imagine Tom Cruise to play. No, it's, it's something you would never see him do nowadays. Let's no. put it that way. And whether it was because he was married to Nicole Kidman and she wanted to do it and they persuaded, you know, whether it was that. But, yeah, I just, I think it's all, his performance is very good. You know, it proves that he's got, I know we talked about Born on the Fourth of July and he was Oscar nominated and he's got acting chops in that. But I think his acting chops in this one are a lot, lot better than Born yeah. on the Fourth of July. And yeah. I, I would highly recommend revisiting it and seeing if you still get the same reaction from it. Like yeah, I, I said, I really, it is overlong. It is yeah, overlong. no, I really feel like I, I sort of want to do that. I think it's um, it's definitely, like, it is overlong, yeah. And I think, to, to be yeah. honest with you, that's the sort of thing that when you sit down to watch a movie, sometimes if you know it's going to be, you know, a long movie, mm. you go, oh, you know, you, you don't really want to put it on. But if it's on, I'll probably w- watch it. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those yeah. ones. Where, but yeah, it's a very... Um, Again, dreamlike, a bit of a dreamlike movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, this sort of tale of obsession and, you know, trying to find things out. Like I said, certain scenes really put the viewer Mm. out of their comfort zones with Tom Cruise's character in that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I've never had any feeling of wanting to watch it. I don't know why. It's Kubrick, though. You should, final film, Pap. You should just at least see it once. Okay. I will, Neil, just for you. Mm. Well, just for Stanley. <laughs> just for, for Stanley? What's Stanley? Stanley, Stanley Kubrick. Oh, Stanley Kubrick. I was going to say, what's Stanley? Stan <laughs> I was going to say. Okay, my number 10. Um, I'm not sure whether he got a, um, a, a, an Oscar nomination for this one, but it's uh, Jerry Maguire. I thought he did. Yeah, I think he did, didn't he? I think he I think did. He's had think. four, yeah. hasn't he? Well, Has that he? is my number two. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And, this yeah. went in and out of my list loads. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not in my it's not in my list now. Yeah. I mean, where it would stand in people's like best ever rom coms, I'm not quite sure. But I I do like I do like it's he's somebody that's got principles. Well, he starts mm. off being a bit of a scumbag, doesn't he? Because he's a, a sports agent. But he has this 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 idea to do something like off the page a little bit and it gets him the sack. So he decides to try and go it alone. Uh, with Rennie Zellweger as his like personal assistant, if you like, and what's the name of the little kid? Um, oh, it's Ar- Arnie. Is it Arnie something? 
In, Jonathan, I know Jonathan Lipnicki. That's it. He was driving from Stuart Little, isn't it? <laughs> That's it. He's the one that sort of stole the show, really, didn't he? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, or Cuba Gooden Jr. Yeah. Cuba Gooden Jr. So brilliant. good. And he won the Oscar. That's right. He, he won the Oscar. He did. For that. Yeah. But I think Jonathan Lipnicki in, in the trailer, just in the trailer, mm. was like, that was the one that everyone sort of fell in love with. Yeah. But I do think he yeah. was what he was. It was perfect role for him really because it was like he starts like he had a really good arc the whole arc mm. of his character where he actually realizes it's not about money and it's not about you know doing what's best for well even what's best for his client is in the end his client warms to him rather than the other way around because the whole show me the money mm. again that's all people mm. good in junior's character wants is the money where it's more about love and finding the person that you that you want to be with and the whole you complete me bit and you had me at hello it was yeah. cameron crow wasn't it it was cameron well, crow mm. yeah i mean i completely agree i think there's a whole thing about this it starts off and it mean it made me put it up the list actually because it's i was looking into it and it's the heart versus head thing at the start that guy that keeps popping up is 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 what is it the late great i can't remember the name but it's like this sports agent that he idolizes and he keeps popping up and doing like talking to the camera all the way through and he said you know you've got to use your heart versus you've got to use your head over your head your heart over your head and the show me the money thing at the start is his head and then when he goes you complete me at the end that's him completely going around to his heart and the whole movie is about heart versus head like rod plays with his head not with his heart he keeps telling him that mm. so there's this whole thing going through and i was like oh that's a quite like i quite like that sort of that theme that goes through the movie and it's just a feel-good movie. I just, you know, it's whenever it's on, I always watch it. And I think I've just sort of, I just really like Cuba Gooding Jr. in it, like we were saying. He's hilarious. And I actually think it's a rom-com, but I think it's a rom-com between uh, Rod Tidwell and Jerry Maguire, more than yeah. anything else, rather yeah. than Renee Zellweger and, and Tom Cruise, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think it's, it's basically, it's almost like they are together, but the real rom-com is their friendship and how he teaches him to just stop using his head and, you know, become a better person basically mm-hmm. so I, I like that it's what you know we were saying on the movie quotes episode Neil about how you use movie quotes like in real life yeah and whenever I have a shower I always look at the towel and I always say to myself no I towel dry I always love I still <laughs> dry myself with a towel but I always think of that that always like slips yeah. into my head well, and sh- uh, the show me the money I mean show me the people, money you hear it all the time don't you yeah yeah. You do. You really yeah. and still he's hear He's funny that. in it, Tom Cruise, as well. He's actually very, very funny in it. Mm. Like, there's a scene where he's drunk and he comes around and he's talking to the fish. And you just yeah. think, what, what is going on in this movie? You know, and it, it's, I quite like that sort of, because he's got some quite funny chops on him when he, when he wants to. And I just, yeah, I think it's mm. pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I, th- I think he has. I'm surprised he hasn't done more sort of just out and out comedies. Yeah, the only one I can think of really where he really took the took the piss out of himself was Tropic Thunder, where he's just playing yeah. a mm. horrible, you know, in a fat suit type guy. But but he could do that. Yeah, he could he could do that. I mean, Night and Day was a little bit comedic, I suppose, but it was more yeah. of an action film. And yeah. it was shite. So that was my number ten. So, uh, Rick, um, Rick, give us your number nine, then, please. Okay, my number nine, and um, again, this is uh, this is a lot to do with me watching things with my brother, and just just that phase that he was in. It's cocktail, so it's that's just, my number nine. Hey, <laughs> brilliant! Yeah, it's, it's just kitsch, nineteen eighties America. But I think the thing with the movie is, it could have just been one of those sort of 
you know, he's a he's a good looking guy. He's a cocktail barman, and you know, he meets the girl and da da. But I quite like the fact that halfway through, it sort of goes wrong a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't go down that path that you normally expect, and then it really goes wrong with them. Um, spoilers, obviously, if anybody's not seen Cocktail, but when um, when Brian Brown, I think, is excellent in it as well. Yeah, you know, he's doing Coglan's Law and this and that, and he's trying to teach him and be the father figure to him, which there's a father figure thing going on where he doesn't, you know, his his dad's not there, and and I just think that when he kills himself in it, it's like, oh God, I didn't see that one coming. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, and, and it really, it's quite, it resonates quite, quite, quite a lot, and. Um, and it's the poem scene. Any any movie with Tom Cruise doing a poem in it, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel that this was the movie that is like both sides of the Tom Cruise that I like and don't like. Right. Because yeah. there's there's the, the bar... Now, I, I, total transparency, this movie made me work in a pub. <laughs> yeah. I watched this movie and I thought, I want to I wanna be Tom Cruise. And then I ended up getting a job in... Um, like a local, like, like a, well, the pub in Siddington, Neil, the, the Greyhound yep. in Siddington. The Greyhound, yeah. Which is one of the quietest pubs you'll ever get. And I'm there thinking, well, when do I start spinning bottles and stuff like that? And it'll be like a 90-year-old bloke coming in with his with his tankard asking for a pint of 4X or a pint of John Smith. And I thought, hang on a minute, this isn't, this isn't <laughs> the rock and roll I was expecting it to be. Being the heart of a little village must have told you that to begin with. You're not I know, but you sort of think that luxurious this, this is what working in a bar is going to be about. You think you see mm. the film and you think that's exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. Obviously, mm. it's an American bar for a start. But when I, when I ended up working in the, the, the nightclub in, in town, I was asking them if they would send me on like the cocktail course, but it costs so much money. It was yeah. ridiculous, absolutely. Yeah. But to be able to do all that flicking the bottles up and everything. I mean, flaring is like, I, I actually, um, I, I also worked behind a bar for a bit and it, it was a cocktail bar. I couldn't, I was rubbish at making cocktails, couldn't flare, <laughs> tried to do it, dropped every, obviously rubbish. Um, but in my head, I was like, oh, maybe I could. But um, I spoke to some of the actual, we went on this little cocktail thing. There was professional um, cocktails, they're called mixologists, That's you know what right. I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Cocktail makers. But but they were, I was talking to them and they love cocktail, the movie. And I was like, so Tom Cruise, you know, doing all that. And they were like, no, he can't fucking flirt to save his life. He's crap. <laughs> 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 and, and it's like, whenever you watch it, they go, look at what he's doing. And you think, oh, now I can't unsee that. And he can't catch it right. And he just about catches it. And you oh, just really? Think, yeah, oh, yeah. So, right. so that sort of ruined the um, the suspension of disbelief a little bit for me when I, I spoke it's, to them. It's such a long time ago since I've seen that movie. A long time ago. Was it Elizabeth Shue? Wasn't it? I was going to say, yeah. the thing is, anything with Elizabeth Shue in it, and I'm, I'm pretty much there. Yeah. It would be on my top ten no matter what yeah. the subject is, yeah. if it's Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue's in it. What, even leaving Las Vegas? <laughs> leaving Las Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> Which one's that? Oh, the the, the Nick, Nick Cage, Cage one. one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, why? That's one of the ones. That's uncomfortable and nasty. I know, but she's nice in it, though, isn't she? She is. She's <laughs> nice in everything, but she doesn't have to go through the ringer in that one. She, she does. But anyway, it's not top ten Elizabeth Shoe movies. We'll do it? that one again. We will. Yeah. Do. Um, but yeah, that's good. So, not in your top ten, then, Neil. No, because basically, I'm, I'm not, no word of a lie, I don't think I've seen it since the early 90s. Right. Yeah. Very, that's being generous. Yeah. So I haven't seen it in a long time. Okay, yeah. then. So what's your number nine, then, Neil? It is Ridley Scott's Legend. Oh, oh that almost made it into my yeah. list. Yeah. 
Oh, so close. And I know a lot of people don't like this, but this is at the time. So when this came out, what was it, 85, 86? Like oh, that, no, yeah. I, think, I think it was earlier because Top Gun was 86. So this might have even been earlier, you know. So yeah, it might have been 85 then. Yeah. yeah. So I just uh, visually it's stunning. It still holds up. It's a great fairy tale. It looks amazing. I mean, Tom Cruise, it could have been any actor, let's be honest, but this yeah. is Tom Cruise films. He's in it. 85, it was. 85. There we are. So yep, yeah, I remember seeing this at the cinema. And being like everybody, scared to death of Tim Curry's Devil. Um, oh, brilliant. Which still today, I watched this actually in the first lockdown again. It was on TV. I recorded it and went back and watched it. And I, I enjoyed it more now I've got older. And I know it gets a lot of hate, this movie. If you read people, they're really dissing on it. But to me, it's just a beautiful fairy tale. You know, we've talked about other fairy tales and, and stories for children, like The Princess Bride, which is obviously a classic and everything. But this is a serious one, and I think it really works. And you can't go wrong with Ridley Scott's visuals and direction. You know, I think Ridley Scott was the master of colouring. And, yeah, I, I, I love it. It's a sumptuous film. There you are. No, it is, it's it's beautiful film. Um, mm. I, actually, I actually, it's, it's, it's sort of... It makes me think of Pan's Labyrinth and Guillermo del Toro, you know, that type oh, of yeah, yeah. fairy tale, you know, modern fairy tale. And um and I watched it again actually um with my girlfriend and she she'd never seen it before. <laughs> I lo- I love it because mm. and it's, I so closely made it almost made it into my top ten, Neil, you wouldn't believe. But um I watched it with her and she, she sort of turned around and went, What the hell is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you, you sort of need to watch it a few times to really appreciate, I think, mm. how good it is. And Tim Curry as well. And I know it's Tom Cruise, we're talking about Tom Cruise, but Tim Curry's devil is just so scary. And the the the, the makeup is just amazing. Oh, it's, it really looks good now when yeah. you see it. It still yeah. looks phenomenally good. Yeah, I've I've never seen it. And the reason is because <laughs> it is because Tim Curry. You always frightened me. No, but, it, it's a oh, right. but I, I now I'm a little bit and I'm a brave soldier I'm, I will watch it now <laughs> but you need to just it's one of those again you need to just leave all your cynical and everything at, at the door and just sit down and enjoy the fairy tale for what yeah, it is yeah. rather than you know people trying to analyse it and tell you what it does this and does that and it, literally I just want to say no it's just a fairy tale now fuck off <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> Excuse my French, right? Yes. But that's what you feel like saying to some people. They they get yeah. too deep and, and that. And sometimes movies don't warrant being that deep. They're just, no, that's true. You know, just enjoy yeah. it for what it is. Right. Okay. Wonderful. Okay, my number nine was Cocktail. So back to you, Rick, for your number eight, please. All right. So my number eight is... Um... Again, it's one that didn't grab me at first, actually, um, from the Tom Cruise pantheon. But I, I watched it a few times since, and it's Last Samurai. Oh, um, okay. okay. This nearly made it onto my list. Nearly yeah. Did. And just like you were saying before, Pav, actually, it's, 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 for me, it's a more grown-up cruise. Mm. I really like the fact that he's it's, – it's a – one of the one, it's a, it's a drama around a clash of culture, which I think for a Hollywood movie is, is quite interesting. They don't – they're not very um, – uh, patriotic in it. It's a very un-American, tub-thumping movie because they are very much saying, you know, look, there's two sides to every story here. He, obviously, he gets captured. I don't know if you know the story, but he's um, he's in the US Army. He gets captured by the samurai, and um, and he sort of learns their ways. But but because he can't speak their language, and because they either can't or don't want to speak English to him, there's a lot of physical acting in it, and there's a lot of 
movements and and sort of it's it's a very sort of there's moments when the movie was wandering around and it, it's there's no word spoken but it's all about them sizing him up and him sizing them up and it's it's kind of fascinating to watch i quite like that and it's something mm. i haven't really seen from Cruz before because he is very you know chatterboxy and when he gets the lines but there's a fantastic moment in it where he's been he's been wandered around the camp and with this bodyguard this japanese bodyguard and you think okay well obviously the bodyguard's there to stop him having a go at you know the the Japanese uh, samurai and the people mm. who live there, but it's the other way around. They've mm. they've given him a bodyguard because they think well, we might get attacked, and it's that assumption that it challenges. And mm. I really like that. I think that's a really clever sort of um, movie, and I just think I just really like the way he acts in it. And yeah, it's just it's just more complicated than enemies. Just you know, being enemies is lots of grey mm. areas. And it's, it's just a very beautifully shot movie as well. Um, and he looks, I mean, you know, I think he looks pretty sexy in it as well. Do you know what I mean? He's, like, he's got the longer hair, hasn't he? He's got the longer hair, hair and yeah. he's got his armor on. I'm just like, ah, oh, yeah, you look, you look pretty mm. cool in it. But again, yeah, just just kind of one of those ones that's crept up on me, I think. Was it an Ed Swick movie, wasn't it? I don't it know. I did look up quite a lot of who who did this, but um, I don't know, actually. Yeah. Ed Swick, I think. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I love the relationship between him and Billy Connolly. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it was Ed Swick, yeah. Yeah, right. they, they, um, they, they, I mean, they seem to have bonded, but it sort of showed when the, there's a great um, the clip that you probably find it on YouTube, I've seen it many times, of when Tom Cruise was on the um, Parkinson show, um, they're promoting it, and then obviously Billy Connolly came on. I've never seen somebody genuinely laugh for as long as Tom Cruise with Billy Connolly. It's a great, great um clips and it shows that they probably did strike up quite a good friendship while making it which is quite sweet mm. oh, that's good. Yeah. and it's got our favorite neil ken watanabe's in it as well oh is he yeah oh, he watanabe yeah he plays like the the elder of the samurai doesn't he and is there's a whole yes. and then he gets i think tom cruise obviously there's a romance in there he gets involved with with his uh daughter at one point i think doesn't he and he's a bit like don't you yeah don't it's you been, a, been a while but again another visually stunning movie and Beautiful, some yeah. great, i always great find though that it, it was it was very similar to dances with wolves that yeah got, thing, yeah yeah that was the thing that. that i think maybe sort of turned me off it a little bit because mm. i'm a i'm a big right. kevin costner fan and i think it was that i hadn't quite turned into liking Tom Cruise as much then, I thought, I just thought mm. it's a rip-off. It's just a, you know, mm. samurai version of uh, of that. But no, it's a good one. Mean. I know what you mean, actually. It, it was weirdly my mum that told me to watch it. She was like, you need to watch this movie with Tom Cruise. It's very good. And I was I was a bit like you. Yeah, I was a bit like, I don't know, it looks a bit, a bit iffy, that. But uh, it's grown on me. I'd give it a watch. It's good. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, go on, then, Neil, number eight. Vanilla Sky. Um, I love the surrealism of this movie. I really do. Um, I... Open Your Eyes was the original Spanish film with Penelope Cruz, I think it was in that one as well, wasn't she? Um, which I'd seen years and years before and completely forgotten until this one came out and then people said it was a remake and then you could see the the links between it. But again, it's another good performance by Tom Cruise and again, another visually stunning movie, that whole Times Square bit when he's on his own is, is a, a joy to behold, as I suppose some people would say. Um... It's a confusing plot line, isn't it? It's almost did they, didn't they? What's real, what's not real, sort of thing. Um, have you have you seen this one, Pav? Not all the way through. No, no. I've seen bits of it. So yeah, no. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. And then so it's probably not a good film to see 
halfway through if it's no, confusing. No, you'll probably be sat there going, I have no idea what's going on right <laughs> I'd now. I'd probably be saying that if I'd watched all of it, to be perfect. Yeah, the, well, you do in bits. Uh, Rick will probably testify. You really yeah. do. It is a, it's a confusing movie, let's put it that way, but it's enjoyable nonetheless. And everybody that's in it is really, really good. And again, it's Cameron Crowe again. It is, yeah. Yeah, um, real, real departure from his usual stuff because he's quite breezy, sort of easy breezy, isn't he, with his, yeah. um, with some of his stuff? But I completely agree with you. I, it's beautifully shot. It is a bit confusing. It does get me in the pit of my stomach a little bit. It's a very unsettling. It's very similar to um, Eyes Wide Shut. Very unsettling movie. Yeah, um, yeah, there really again, is. I think, I think again, this almost made it in. Uh, you know, there's a lot that you're mentioning almost made it in, but yeah, I, I really like it. But it's just, it sets me a bit on edge when I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. I understand yeah. that. I feel like Vanilla Sky is one of those kind of movies when you're an actor that you've made enough money that you can then go and make whatever kind of movie you want. Yeah. Because I don't think yeah. that Vanilla Sky is a kind of movie that's going to make $200 million at the box office. I mean, it did incredibly well. Did it? Right. Yeah, I always remember when it came out and it was at the time when Empire and that, you know, prominently would feature the letters page. Yeah. And the amount of people that would write in and go, I took my girlfriend to see Vanilla Sky or I took my boyfriend to see Vanilla Sky, whichever, and we have no idea what it's about. Could you please explain? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, which is, you know, it's confusing. Yeah. Maybe read the synopsis then watch it. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, because um, it genuinely is confusing when you're watching. It really it, you genuinely, do get confused about. Oh, hang on, what's going on? But yeah, because Cameron right. Diaz pops up, and then it's Penelope Cruz, and then it's like, and yeah. then it's, he's not. He's because he's his face is obviously a bit scarred, and then it's not. And you think, what is happening here? Mm. Okay, yeah. you make it sound intriguing. That's for sure. It's it's very, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number eight was Minority Report, which we've already spoken about. So back to you, Rick, for your number seven. Okay, so my number seven, um, it's, uh, well, depending on which part of the world you're in, it's either Edge of Tomorrow or it's Live, Die, Repeat. That's my uh, number seven. And that's my number five. <laughs> hey, I mean, I just think this is one of the most fun. I mean, it's Groundhog Day with Aliens, isn't it, really? Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, it's, it's one of the most fun movies that i've seen tom cruise in you can tell he's having an absolute ball in it um doug lyman so he did swingers which was um i think that had a very young john favreau in it as i remember swingers, right? did, yeah. Yeah. Um, he did go as well which i really liked that was that's quite a very 90s one but i just think he just and again he's playing against type he's play, he starts off as a sniveling advertising wimp really and he's mm. just doesn't want anything to do with any of he's like get me away from this. I don't care. I'll just do the PR stuff. And I just love the fact that it's just, they parachutes him into this situation where he's completely unqualified to do absolutely anything. He's scared to death. And by a twist of fate, and, and I, I like the fact that he he's not very good at fighting and you've got the, um, oh, what's her name now? Emily Blunt? Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, right. yeah. She was... she's, she's the the angel of Vodan or something. I can't remember what her name is, but then she's amazing. You know, she's like the, the hard one. She's, mm. you know, strong female and he's Tom Cruise and he's rubbish and she's just trying to teach him all these things and he has to earn, it's almost like he has to earn the right to be an action hero in it mm. and I really like that it's like you know you've got to you've got to earn your stripes so you can't just walk into a situation and be you know Ethan Hunt um but I just um I just think it's just really good great premise um it can be really funny at one you know he's, he's dying every five minutes he must have died about 30 times in the movie i don't know yeah, but, yeah. but i love the fact that he had, some of the deaths are dead funny and then he sort of goes through a, a moment where he's a bit like you know what i can't do this it's yeah. too hard um the ending's a bit confusing i'm not gonna lie uh, i still don't understand how he got the blood of the omega and then he 
went to normal time and then she's a lot I mean I, I don't don't ask me how that works but you know what it's brilliant and I love the fact he walks up to it at the end and she just goes I've got something on my face and he just laughs and it, it ends I just I think it's just a really fun brilliant like it's just a great action movie it's a fairground ride all the way through. It's, yeah. it's great, great role. It's and great. It's, it's, um, it's a computer game as well, isn't it? It's like yeah. you play a computer game, and then Absolutely. you learn. You learn right. I don't need to go down there. I need to kill that person. I need to do that, and then you mm. get you yeah. die again. You start at the start, and you learn back from the bits and pieces that you've you've already gone through. I think he's yeah. really good in this. This is. Th- really I mean, good. there's there are some really funny moments Very, yeah. in this as well, especially when he like he keeps going into the barracks. And it gets to like the point where he knows everybody, he knows what everybody's going to say, and he's basically preempting what they're going to say before they even say it. Bill Paxton, one of his last roles as oh, well. Yeah. Fantastic in it. Um, and then and Tony, they, they, Way. Tony, Tony Way. Tony Way, was, isn't yeah, it? Tony yeah. Way. Who has um, one of the biggest laughs in it when he's <laughs> naked yeah. in his little suit, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and they keep talking about this sequel that they're going to do but it just seems to get pushed back and pushed back part of me hopes they don't i hope they don't yeah i mean i I just think this is a real odd action movie and i love the fact that they couldn't figure out how to what to call it because that to me is interesting you know it's like what the hell what is this do you know what i mean i think that's great but like you're saying the comedy aspect where he's put doing push-ups and he keeps trying to time his time his roll under the van and he keeps getting it wrong yes Yeah, it's very good. It's very, it's very good. good. Very watchable. It's very watchable. Yeah. Um, right. So, uh, Neil, your number seven was Minority Report. Was. My number seven was Edge of Tomorrow. Live, die, yep. repeat. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So we're back to you again, Rick, for your number six. Right. So my number six is um, is Rain Man. Well, that's my um, number six. That's my hey. number five. Oh, hey. close. We're, we're, we're clustering up in the middle there, aren't we? We are. We are. We are. Yeah. I threw a spanner in the works with Jerry Maguire, but um, but yeah, Rain Man. Um, I just think it's it, if it's if it's. I mean, obviously, we're talking about Tom Cruise, but if we're going off the merit of a movie, this would be way higher. I think. Obviously, eight Oscar nominations. I think it won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor for Dustin Hoffman and Best Original Screenplay. Um, and it was just off the back of Cocktail with Tom Cruise. And this, to me, was that moment, um, Pav, we're talking about, which is like, oh, you can act, actually. Yeah. You are. You are. And he's holding his own against... And there's that. <laughs> there's this moment in um, Tropic Thunder. I don't know I don't know what who says the line, but you know when they go, <laughs> this is what they say in the movie, but he just goes, you know, you, you don't go full retard. You don't do that. You don't, you know, they do this thing of if you're going to do that, then you get an Oscar and you do. Yeah. But there is this propensity to sort of, if you play someone who has learning difficulties or or autistic and you really get it right, then you're right up there for those nominations. And you, yeah. you have to be a bloody good actor to do that. And obviously Dustin Hoffman is a bloody good actor and he holds his own against him. You mm. really hold his own. And it's absolutely and it's a, does. Yeah. It's a real good performance from him. And he grounds the movie um and it's just i just think their relationship uh, it's, a, it's a road trip movie really and i it think it's that claustrophobic sort of he's with this guy with autism who has to go to bed at a certain time he has to watch a certain thing at a certain time and i think um, even though it's won so many accolades i do think it's a bit forgotten about mm. um i don't know why but i just think that um i just think it's a really really good performance from a really understated performance from tom cruise actually and i just um yeah i think it's just a great a great movie Again, it's another movie with absolutely fantastic humour in it, as well as being able to pull the heartstrings like you wouldn't believe. Um, And uh, Tom Cruise's arc, his character's Mm. arc, he's a right shit at the beginning, really. Exactly, exactly. And it's another another great arc for him to become... You know, see yeah. the error of his ways. Well, you say you say, Rick, that they go on a road trip. The only reason they're on a road trip is because Tom Cruise wants what he thinks he's owed. He wants his yeah. share of his father's estate or whatever it is, and he's not looking at the fact that he's his brother and that he loves him. It's just because he wants. Well, he needs the money because of the cars and everything that mm. he, it's right. his business. But he learns to love him, and he learns to even you know he he uses him to count cards and yeah and to make you know thousands of thousands of dollars but he ends up learning to love him and he doesn't really care about the money at the end which is which is a beautiful thing but you're absolutely right there's a couple of movies where tom cruise obviously he wants to better himself as an actor so the best way of doing that is surrounding yourself with really good actors because then you have to punch up to their level it's no good being the star and everyone else around you is okay he, yeah. you're absolutely right he, he absolutely yeah. holds his own against Dustin Hoffman yeah and it, it's a bit like just like you're saying he's testing himself there which is brave and I think uh, just like um, uh, you were saying Neil with Eyes Wide Shut 
testing himself. I like the fact that he tested himself in in, in this mm. way and in that way. I think that's yeah. that's good. So, yeah. yeah, and it's got a great soundtrack as well. I, I had has. the soundtrack. I had the the some of the music in it is fantastic. Great. So, uh oh, fart. Uh, slow on the driveway slow on the driveway (laughs) Um, so Neil your number six was also Rain Man yeah Uh, so my number six is Magnolia now I I think I think I went through a phase of like watching Magnolia at least once a week for a good few months because I was like hooked on that whole movie and the music the whole I can't remember the name of the song. What was the song? Well, there's one. Wise Up. Wise Up. Wise Up is the song that everybody starts singing. Mm. You know, it's it's just, it doesn't make any sense, but they all start singing the song on screen and it is fantastic. And, but Tom Cruise, he's not got a major part in the movie, but what a performance. And did, did he get a, Supporting he got actor. Oscar nominated. Oscar nominated. Yeah, best this, supporting actor, yeah. yeah. And I didn't he's, he's put... a shit, really. Yeah, I didn't put the rest of the... Uh, was it this one? Respect the yeah. cock. Yeah. I didn't put the second part of that one because I thought maybe that might be a little bit too strong. Um, but I think he's absolutely fantastic. And mm. I will put it in the video playlist, the um, outtakes, the bloopers, where he's trying to do that one scene where he's talking about his dog or something and he's crying and oh, him, yeah. and the woman from the commitments the irish woman from the commitments well they're all the like irish irish commitments, but <laughs> one of the girls that sing in the band of the commitments that was in magnolia and they just are pissing themselves laughing they mm. cannot get through the take i'll put that in the video playlist brilliant no i mean but, yeah i've seen yeah. it maybe once a long time ago and i completely agree with you again i love the fact that he plays like a totally against type and he's he's such an obnoxious twat in it you know oh, absolutely it's horrible but all, but again, it's Paul Thomas Anderson, isn't it? It was Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Just a, an amazing array of different storylines that can that crisscross against each other and just bounce across each other, and it's just a fantastic. It's one of my favourite Paul Thomas Anderson movies. It just is, you know, frogs falling from the sky and mm. just. Well, that's a shocker, isn't it? At the end, some things are just batshit crazy. They have yeah. no sense whatsoever. But some of the things, some fantastic quotes, some fantastic dialogue, um, but not in either of your top tens. No? Maybe. Oh right, okay. Ooh, yeah. I mean, again, this, this is one that sort of passed me by a little bit, so that's why it's not there. That's but fair I, enough. I, I do know the the the. Um, I do know the performance you're talking about with Tom Cruise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, that was my number six. Rick, over to you for your number five, please. Right, so my number five, we've, we've touched on it before, but it is collateral. So this is uh, this is the one we are talking about before. I do think this is just a really underrated movie. I think if it wasn't Tom Cruise, and maybe this is what you were talking about, Pav, actually. Maybe it was, for some people, it was a bit too early for Tom mm. uh, to do this type of role. But I think um, Michael Mann, obviously, what a director. Um, and I think that this this type of reversal that he's done where it's almost like in Taxi Driver, Robert De Niro, the guy t- driving the taxi was the lunatic. And in this way, he's picked someone up who's a lunatic. And I just mm, love yeah. that weird reversal around. And it's like, the, it's almost a horror movie when you pick up the hitchhiker and you just think, oh, Jesus, what, what the hell's going on here? Cruz is, is, as a bad guy in this one, pretty much as a, a bit of a psycho or at least a sociopath. I think is really clever. And it's got this line in it, which has been nicked and put in another movie. And um, it's uh, when Max turned, um, who's, uh, oh, what's his name that plays Max? Um, 
Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox. That's it. Yeah, thank you. And he goes, uh, you know, Max goes, you killed him. And he goes, no, I shot him. The bullets in the fall killed him. <laughs> and you just think that distancing of responsibility tells you everything you need to know about his character. And it's like, no, no, this is nothing to do with me. It's just, I'm just the job, mm. you know? Yeah. And I just love the darkness in that. Um, and he still manages to make this, this relationship with Max where he tells the, I think his, his boss brings Max up after the body falls on the car and goes, you're going to pay for that. And he's like, no, no. He's like, and he picks up the mic up and he goes, you know, damn well that he's not, he's not liable for that. Now fuck off and leave him alone. And he just like sticks up for him. You think, Oh, this is a really complicated relationship here because he's stuck up for him, and then, yeah, it's and then at the end when he when he kills Vincent and he's just this sad little he just dies in the in the train, and I just think it's it's a very hard thing to get this very dislikable character and then make him sympathetic and give him a relationship with this taxi driver, and I just think it's a really underrated movie and it's a great performance from from um, Tom Cruise and the grey hair. I just think he's great. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what made thing. me think that it, if it had been Tom Cruise, I mean, I don't know how old is he now. He must be getting on for sixty, isn't he? I think, I think he's sixty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You'd think that like sort of now would be a time that would be a good time to be, because in the end, what what Vincent is is he's it, it, that's his job. Mm. He doesn't he doesn't care who it is that he's killing. He doesn't. It, he's got this job that is the contract is for this person. Mm. That's what he's got to do. So he doesn't care whether they. And nice people, bad people, that's just the job that he's got. Mm. And you sort of, I was going to say you've got to admire him, but you can't because he's a killer. But you, do you know well, what that, I mean? Well, that's your fit. Yeah. That's, that's his job. And he, he doesn't care. He, he can't be blinkered. He's blinkered along that path. And that's what he has to do. And yeah, it, that was n- number 11 on my list. So it was it yeah. was originally in my list until I remembered Edge of Tomorrow and it it uh, yeah. bumped it out of the out of the list. But I'm surprised it's not in yours, Neil, because you're a Michael you know Mann fan. why? I'm going to be honest now. I've only ever seen it once. Oh, right. And okay. it was when it first came out, and I've never gone back to watch it again. Now, I remember enjoying it, and I remember liking it, but I don't remember a lot about it. So. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> um, That's fair enough, though. I mean, I, I, again, it's one that I reappraised probably about a year ago. And yeah, it's... Just, crept into my subconscious a bit yeah i think yeah. it's one that slips under the radar though i think it's, it's definitely... one i need to watch again definitely yeah yeah it's a very very good movie and i was i was actually because i was a bit like you I, I thought well it's for some reason it feels a bit paper thin when you look at it but then when you watch it you go oh no it's very good actually and yeah. why, why haven't i watched this more times yeah it's quite yeah. a simple it's michael premise, man isn't it michael man michael man yeah. yeah yeah um okay so Neil, your number five was Edge of Tomorrow. It was. My number five was Rain Man. So, Rick, your number four, please. Okay, so my number four, and again, I can't choose all of them. So I'm gonna go with the one I think is the best, which is Mission Impossible number one. So I think that's, that this- that's my number two, by the way. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I could I wanted to just put them all in, but I know that Pav would have hoiked <laughs> me up. <laughs> so, because I just think they mould into one, really. They're one they long movie. They do. And I just um I mean this was in this was in nineteen ninety six, the first mm-hmm. one. I mean th- this had dip drives in it and you know that's right. Be discs and things, and it's like bloody hell. But we we forget like Brian De Palma did this and he did Scarface, the Untouchable, mm-hmm. the Carrie. And I just feel like, for, for me, I've got a real soft spot for this one because I think, not that it's the best, well, I do sort of think it's the best one in my head, although the other ones are very good. They're more action-y. This one's way more European, more intrigue. It's, uh, it's. I mean, obviously, it's got action. It's got the the million times parodied fall from the ceiling and then mm. stopping just below the floor. Um, it's got Jean Reno in it, who I love, and it's it's just 
more suspense. It's very Bourne-y before Bourne was kind of around, I feel. Um, a little bit ahead of its time. I don't think people knew quite what to make of it. I love the fact that Max, we're talking about this character Max all the way through, and it turns out it's um, it's a, who plays it's a woman. Vanessa just, Redgrave. Vanessa Redgrave. And you yeah. just think, oh. And I just, I like the fact that it's kind of a paranoid thriller. Um, it's it's just, and it, obviously it spawned all the sequels as well. Um, and I just think that this is the beginning of the Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, the action star. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I just love it. I think it's great. I, I don't think you'd have like, the born identity without mission the first mission impossible mm. you know what i mean i think it it laid the blueprint for what like modern day action movies were going to be that whole set piece in that room where they tell you what they need to do you know we're going to do mm. this we're going to like, like the tv show it would, it would lay out what their plan was going to be mm. so they've told you what they're going to do but it is still edge of the seat stuff mm. Mm. right up to yeah. the moment when it looks like he's going to get caught and then it looks like like that that bead of sweat that drops off his glasses and he manages to catch it right at the last moment. Yeah. I've watched that movie so many times and even now you still think they're not going to do it. They're not yeah. going to get caught and you know you've I've seen it so many times you know that they're going to they're going to make it and everything's fantastic and everything's fine. Yeah. But it's I think it, it was it was a real it was a the start of that kind of action movie, I feel. Mm. Mm. There's some great visual set pieces in it. It's, it's a great, like you said, European feel to it. It doesn't feel yeah. like your everyday Hollywood blockbuster. And that. But I always think that scene with the fish tank, you know, when he chucks the gun yeah. on, and yeah. oof, I just think that visually looks amazing. When that I totally explodes. agree. I actually wrote that down, that one as well, as, as one of the yeah. set brilliant, with the red light, green light, and the chewing that's gum. You know, yeah. <laughs> just honestly, really good. It's a, yeah, so that's why I picked number two, number one, sorry, because it's the start of the franchise. You have to put it there. Number two, he picked it at number yeah. two. No, I put it at number two, it's number yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually abbreviated it times. It was it was M I N number one, M I one, M I just thought <laughs> put it down as yeah. <laughs> okay, good one. Uh Neil, you're number four then, please. So I'm putting Tropic Thunder in it. That's my number four. <laughs> and I put it in because I mean this film isn't great all the way through. It really isn't. Some of the other bits are a bit sort of... I mean, it has some very funny moments, but some of it's a bit ropey now, I think. And Well, I think it's a movie that I don't think you could get, you could make today. No, no. No, no just, just the Robert Downey Jr. character. I was literally going to say that. <laughs> I don't, even he he was on Joe Rogan a few couple of years ago saying that you, you, you won't be able to make that movie today. He just wouldn't be able to. No, you wouldn't. But it's Tom Cruise who makes the movie for me. He's yep. bloody yeah, hilarious. I mean, so funny. I wish they'd always re-bought back the character for him. They were going to, weren't they? Weren't they going to do a comedy with him in or something? I read. I don't see why they. Yeah, I don't see why they didn't. They that that could have been something that could have just gone on and on and on. Yeah, as and a been, character. been like Johnny Depp in the Kevin Smith movies and not had a real name and yeah, just carried yeah, on, you yeah. know, and had a bit of fun. But it's he's fucking hilarious in this. Yeah, horrible horrible character really but so we've talked against type this is yep. against type i yep. mean would we have known it was tom cruise if nobody had said that's the thing would you it's a i mean tricky, isn't it? yeah you, you can sort of see it but then i yeah. think because there was so much like uh, mm. hype around like this this is going to be a big cameo everyone was like oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah but you, you you feel that he had so much fun 
yeah control, that he just literally oh, the shackles were off he could just you know and the whole dance thing at the end with the, at the end of the, the credit sequence and stuff it's just fantastic and, he, and he's one of those characters that says the stuff that you would love to say to somebody yeah you know yeah, where... yeah. he's like the Malcolm Tucker of that world why don't you get the hell out of here before I snap your dick off and jam it into your ass exactly he was like he's exactly like Malcolm Tucker he's that he sort of, you, you haven't we wouldn't have the balls to go to somebody to say those kinds of things but <laughs> That's what these characters are there for. They're there to to do that for us. What's his character's name in it? Is it Lloyd? Lloyd Les, it? Les Grossman. Les, Les Grossman. Or is it Len Grossman? Len, Len Grossman. For some reason, Len? I went to Lloyd Grossman. <laughs> Les. It's, it's Les Grossman. Oh, is it no, Les? Not, oh, I, th- yeah. I thought it was Len. Lloyd Grossman was the, um, the yeah. food critic. Master chef <laughs> bloke, yeah. 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 Who lives in a house like this? That was Lloyd Grossman, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Slapping a dick off and shoving it up your arse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. There's your um, people right there. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yes, that was my number four as well, Neil. Well, there you go. Great well, minds. There man. you go. Okay. So, Rick, your number three, then, please. So, my number three, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty obvious, but it's Top Gun. Um, okay. And the reason it's number three is. Again, I watched this movie to absolute death with my brother because I was probably around about seven or eight when this when this was around, um, maybe nine, ten when it came out on video, VHS, I would imagine it probably would be. Um, and my brother just watched this so much. Um, a lot of my movie things I got through him and he was about 17, 18 at the time. So, you know, it's uh, I've just watched it back to front and upside down. Tony Scott, I think, I think. He's a really, really good visual director, Tony Scott. And I, I, I know the movie is, it's camp as Christmas. I mean, obviously, um, but Tony Scott did True Romance, which I absolutely love as well. Mm. Um, and I just think this is what propelled Tom Cruise into superstardom, this absolutely. movie. This is like, mm-hmm. this is, and there's a lot of things going around about, did the Navy bankroll it? Was it was it sort of propaganda for people to join the Navy, the US you know, military and stuff? And there's loads of things like that. Um, the soundtrack is... I mean, Berlin, it's a brilliant song. Every every movie that sort of does very well has a really good song. Obviously, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and you've got Pretty Woman. And, you know, she usually got a good song behind it. Um, Danger Zone as well. Danger Kenny Zone Login. by yeah. Kenny Loggins. Yeah, exactly. So it's a got, I mean, it's a, it's a soundtrack unto itself. And I know kids half my age that still, they know what it is and they've watched it. And the sequel, obviously, I, I mean, I couldn't put both in, but I think the sequel is probably a better movie. It is a better mm-hmm. movie. But I just think that this is the original one. You know, it's unabashed silliness. It's the homoeroticism is hilarious because I think what they tried to do is they probably tried. This is just my my you know take on it. I think they tried to make it so hard to be straight and get girls to go and see it as well. It just went full circle and became homoerotic. <laughs> mm. It's just such a weird thing that happened. And the Quentin Tarantino analysis is very funny. I do mm. like the the chemistry between Kelly McGuinness and Tom Cruise, and I think that the fact that she's older than him is interesting and she's more senior than him. I thought that was quite interesting, especially for the time. Um, it's pure eights of success. I think it's cinematography is, is underrated. I love the fact that it's just, it's, you know, the dog fights are, are still really good at hold up today when you watch mm. them. Um, the quotes are silly. You know, I feel the need, the need for speed, obviously you've had that one in, um, in the intro, but Turn I just, I love it. I just yeah, I just love it to bits and, and it's got sadness in it when Goose dies. Spoilers. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a goose so dies. Think, yeah, I mean, if, if there was if there was ever a movie that just went, how silly and stupid were the eighties, and how how just great were they at the same time? This is that movie. I just think mm. it's 
it's just it's just bonkers basically but I, I can't help but love it yeah yeah, see, I can't watch Top Gun without thinking of Hot Shots. That's my only problem. <laughs> is, is I can't, and this is this is the Tom Cruise. I'm quite glad he's not with us now. That I just I don't like. I don't because yeah. he, he's always cracky. He's all, you know. I don't know. There's just something about him in this, and uh, this isn't in my top ten. I'll say it now. Oh yeah, yeah. I just I just there's I don't know. There's something about him in that movie that is just i find i just find very unwatchable well, he's, a, he's a dislikable character in the movie he doesn't play a likable character in the no movie, that really. is true you know what i mean he's he's, yeah. he's very cocky he's very sure of himself he's he's the best of the best cocky. you know what i, I mean think cocky it, is the word i was trying cocky to look for is, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and um and i completely you know i understand why it's not your top 10 i understand that completely yeah it's uh it's just it's a guilty pleasure of mine and i was like oh it's so high on my list i should be quite embarrassed you're not alone no you're not no, alone with that i don't think yeah, you're not alone no. with that at all loads of people love that movie yeah, yeah. i don't mind it it's i'm not you know it's just I, I don't know whether it's part of our generation. It wasn't aimed. No, I think for us. it. I think it is. But that's the thing. I think it was right in our sweet spot. But it was. But it, it never hit the sweet spot for me for, when I went to me. see it no, at the cinema either. either. So no. for different. I don't know whether it's for different reasons or not. And I've watched it a few times since. I mean, my kids loved it more than I did. Yeah. And I think okay. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I just think it's uh, it's it's it is it's a weird acquired taste, and I'll, I blame my brother. Hands up, I blame him. <laughs> this is his fault. <laughs> uh, go on, then, Neil. You're number three. Interview with a Vampire. Uh, oh, yeah, I really like this movie. I think Neil Jordan did a fantastic job. I don't know whether you guys have ever read the book. Uh, well, I don't know whether you've ever read the book, Rick. I won't bother asking. <laughs> um, they did a very. <laughs> True, though. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. true. Um, it, it, to me, I mean, everybody scoffed when they announced Tom Cruise was playing the stat. You know, they were saying he's wrong for the role. He should never do it. Anne Rice even came out and said, no, he's not the stat. And then after that, she saw the movie, she changed her tune. And she, she said that whenever she wrote again about the stat, Tom Cruise was the person that she could see. Which shows to me what a great performance it was, and he's a he's a, he's horrible in it. He yeah. is horrible. I mean, you think the whole story arc with Brad Pitt, what he makes Brad Pitt do, even as vampires, you know, these children of the night or whatever you want to call them, it's not supposed to have morals. Um, Tom Cruise certainly didn't in that role. Um, I think his acting in it is sublime. I think he's quite a scary mofo in it. Um, the fact that he just doesn't give a shit, does he? And uh, one of the greatest comebacks at the end of a movie ever, I think, where they think they got rid of him and up he jumps. And it was oh, weird cool. how it never, because I think it did really well in the at the box office. It did, yeah. yeah. And th- but they never went and made any more. They did. They did. Yeah, they did. No, I mean, uh, but with... Yeah, with the superstar. With Tom Cruise and... and, and yeah, Brad Pitt is. famously hates the movie, doesn't he? Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. I I never really understood why. Did he give reasons why? I, not that I can recall, but yeah, he doesn't ever speak about it. Mind you, I don't think, if you watch his performance, he's so melancholy in it and so down in the dumps. When you read about how much he disliked filming it, it makes you wonder, mm. you know, whether yeah. it, that Was shows that- in his performance, but he gets away with it because that's what his character is supposed to be, isn't it? Moping around. Yeah, I, I guess him. he yeah. just thought, I don't like this, I'm just going to act. I'm not even going to act. I'm just going to, yeah. it's, it's life imitating art. <laughs> yeah. 
But I think, again, it's it's great. It's, you know, uh, talk about uncomfortable moments. Antonio Banderas's appearance in it, and we talk about homoerotic, but Antonio Banderas's appearance with that girl who's mm. fed to the vampires is purely shocking still oh, now. It's, there's some really creepy, unsettling mm. moments in that movie, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Stephen Ray it, is horrible in it as the vampire. Yeah, that's I just yeah. yeah, it's a great movie in it. A young Kirsten Dunst as well. Yeah, she was so epic. good. I mean, that was a breakout role, wasn't it? But yeah, how good she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good one. Yeah, yeah a good I really, one. I'm a big fan of that movie. I honestly think I did watch the sequel, Queen of the Damned, and it's fucking awful it's terrible yeah i mean it's so mis- it's miscast all the way through that movie isn't it really? yeah it's just horrible movie it's just yeah not a patch but i would recommend reading the books there you go pav audio okay. books maybe maybe yeah. yeah we'll see we'll see but i'll put it on like but this is, oh saying that two. i've seen um adverts there's a series been made of it isn't there recently? yes there is yeah yeah. yeah, with the guy that was in Game of Thrones. He was one of the... Um, oh, I don't what, Charles Dance? No, not Charles uh, Dance. Peter no. Dinklage. One of the Unsullied. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, is, um, I know who you uh, mean, yeah. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure of the guy's name, but... Yeah. Um, oh, has it got good write-ups? Or I have no idea. I, I don't, so I'd be I, intrigued I don't to watch that. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, my number three... Um, is Top Gun Maverick. So all I said about Top Gun... Um, can I just put a pointer here? I know we're doing spoilers, but can we not spoil this? Because I still haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. that's fair but, enough. Yeah. Well, everything that I hate about Top Gun is all the things that I love about Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, okay. I don't really want... I, I won't say much about it. Just the fact that I thought that it was one of the best... Um, times I've had at a cinema for a long, long time. Probably your cinema joy. Yeah, pr- 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 Avengers Endgame was probably the last time I had oh, that I much mean, fun. Amazing. Yeah, yeah at, at a cinema, and also, um, I've watched it on Sky because they gave you a free movie for some reason. I don't know. So I, I got Top Gun, and we watched it again uh, last week. I think it was, and it's really good. It's just a really, really good movie. All right, it's like. You say don't spoil it, Neil, but I mean, it's not like an amazing storyline in regards to it's going to change things. No, you know, and no. It's changed the boundaries of storytelling. I mean, you, you can talk about the story, but if there's any major, like we spoke about Goose, if there's any major moments yeah, like that, okay, then... Yeah, we, we won't, we won't. There no, are a couple I'm... of... Yeah, oh, go Sorry, on, Rick. Go on, I was just, just going to say I agree with you. I think it knows exactly what it what it is. Um, and, it, and it's beautifully shot again beautifully shot the dogfights were amazing and it's yeah. it's um and i'm very aware i'm not i'm not going to say anything spoiler for you neil but um I, I think it's just you'll love it it's just a mm. really well done movie and it's it's it, i know it sounds weird to say that but nowadays it's very rare to get a really well done movie that's yeah. just done and, it, and and you walk out going oh that was bloody brilliant that actually. yeah and you can yeah. tell the difference between when you see so much CGI these days. Oh god! The yeah. fact that a lot of the dogfights and a lot of the the um, in-flight footage, if you like, is all is absolutely real. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that makes you, you and you notice it then, you know, because mm-hmm. you see all this CG. When you see something that's actually real, it takes your breath away, and you mm-hmm. think, "Wow, you know, I was in that cockpit." Yeah, so I, I would thoroughly recommend it. And like I say. I think the fact that you've got 30 years of 
or or Tom Cruise's character has got thirty years of baggage there. Yeah, that that you can you can tell that in his performance, and he isn't the wise cracking, cocky guy. You know, he sometimes has those little moments, but soon get soon gets shot down. Excuse the pun. Um, do you know what I mean? From from <laughs> yeah. the people that have 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 done things with their lives as opposed to him. But I won't say any more, Neil, because I don't want to ruin it for you. Okay? No, I, and I, the only reason I haven't watched it at the moment, I've I've literally got it to watch. Okay, um, well, that's cool. But that's I cool. just it's a thing called life gets in. I it. know. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I would suggest? Actually, uh, Pav, I'd actually do a double bill. I'd I'd re I'd do Top Gun and then Top Gun Maverick, and then see if you can reappraise. Because yeah, it's now a, that's, now a double now, you know. That's Maybe not a bad idea. Yeah, that yeah. is a good idea. But Neil, you know, it's good, and it's not. There's not many movies that Tom Cruise actually dies in. But oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Well, I've saved you two hours. I'm like, there we go. That's fine. Um, okay, so Rick, your number two was Jerry Maguire. Yep. Neil, your number two was Mission Impossible. Yep. My number two is A Few Good Men. Oh, okay. Was, now, this was the... We were saying earlier on, Rick, about how he, he he brings his level up with the people that he's around. With this, Jack Nicholson tearing up every scene that he's in. But you got mm. Kevin Bacon. you got Demi... Uh, Demi or Demi Moore? Which way would Demi. you say it? Demi but Moore. Demi, yeah. uh, Kevin Pollock is in it as well. It's just got mm. a fantastic cast. I mean, there you can tell that it it's a stage, you know, it's a theatre thing. I think you can tell that it's that, but the writing is obviously fantastic. Aaron Sorkin, I think, isn't it? It was, yeah. And, uh, Rob Brian, Rob Brian are directing. Yeah, it's Rob one Ryan, of my. It's one. It's one of those movies that if I catch it and it's on, I'll tend to watch it from where it is mm. and just mm. watch it to the end because you have that courtroom scene at the at the very end. You know, you can't handle the truth and all of that. Yeah. Mm. And and I think it's that it's one of those movies where he grew up in those movies. He he does play a cocky, you know, lawyer if you like. But he again, he's got his demons, and again, he's he's he's. But he's he is that he has that that little edge of brilliance, you know, where he will crack the case and he will be the person. He he knows what he's doing, even though he might look like he doesn't know what he's doing. He actually knows what he's doing. He knows what he needs yeah. to say to to Colonel Jessup to get him to, you know, to get him to blurt out those, um, those famous lines. Um, well, I, what I love about that when, when he goes, you can't handle the truth. And it's the, it's the, he's not celebrating. He's, he's shocked that it's actually worked. Exactly. You know what I mean? He's like, Oh Jesus. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that. I think that's really clever because you know, it's not the sort of fist pump. Yeah. I got you. It's like, Oh my God, you've just admitted <laughs> like what's going yeah. on. Here. Yeah. But yeah. then he does gain his comp- composure because you know, you're going to jail, you son of a bitch, and all yeah, like, yeah. that kind of stuff. Because he has got him, and he knows he's got him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so. Well, I won't ask whether it's in yours because it might be at number one. So we'll we'll you know mm. it might be it might not. Okay, so that's everybody's ten to twos. So Rick, before you give us your number one, would you like to get just run down your number ten to number two, please? Sure thing. So at number ten was Minority Report. At number nine was Cocktail. At number eight was Last Samurai. Number seven, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, or the Diary Pete. Six, Rain Man. Number five was Collateral. Number four was Mission Impossible 1, or Mission Impossible. Um, Number three was Top Gun. 
Number two is Jerry Maguire. Wonderful. Neil, your 10 to 2, please. So at number 10, it was Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, number nine, Legend. Number eight, Vanilla Sky. Number seven, Minor- Minority Report. <laughs> number six, Rain Man. Number five, Edge of Tomorrow. Number four, Tropic Thunder. Number three, Interview with a Vampire. And number two, Mission Impossible. That's what happens when you try and slow it down, isn't it? That's yeah, I, I remember you saying, slow it down. <laughs> I was like, I need to go slow. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as Neil, see, Neil loves racing through it. As soon as he tries to slow it down, like, he, he trips over Just his words. Uh, my number 10 was Jerry Maguire. Nine was Cocktail. Eight, Minority Report. Seven, Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Six, Magnolia. Five, Rain Man. Four, Tropic Thunder three Top Gun Maverick, and two A Few Good Men. So, Rick, what is your number one Tom Cruise movie? My number one Tom Cruise movie is Interview with the Vampire. Oh! So, I totally agree with you, Neil. Um, I think he's brilliant in this. I just think that I've never seen him be so horrifying and, and scary and just he's loving it and he's just camping it up the whole way through and he's just not that that's diminishing it because i just think he's just even in the scenes when he's not with brad pitt he's in the scenes with brad pitt do you know what i mean he's hanging over the whole movie um and just like you say you know you, you've said it before but it's you know Anne rice didn't categorically i think she even went as far as saying i don't want tom cruise in my bloody mm. movie playing the stat you know i don't want that and then as soon as she saw the casting call that he did she was like i'm he's in my movie i want him in my movie mm. And he plays such a good character, and it's and it's just that toxic relationship he's got with Louis, like just like you you covered it as well, but almost to the point where he eventually he he leaves him and he takes the kid. Yeah. It's like it's a weird sort of perverted relationship that they've got. Um, you know, obviously uh, Kirsten Dunst is excellent. Um, like you say, she's she's just as evil and sadistic as the start for a lot of it. Um, but Pitt seems to forgive her, and and well, Louis seems to forgive her. Um. I just think it's one of these movies that whenever it's on TV, no matter how far through it is, I'll watch it. Um, yeah. And I, I've watched it a million times. I think it's, you know, um, I know we spoke about Brad Pitt not liking it, but his melancholic sort of performance in it just is serves as almost as a foil to show just how good Tom Cruise is. Mm. Um, and it makes you wonder why Tom Cruise just didn't play any more horror-y sort of, you know, really evil roles because he's he's horrific in this. Uh, and I just think it's great. And I just, yeah, I, I just love it to bits. So, yeah, that's my number one. Yeah, it's a great movie. There yeah. you go. Okay, then, Neil, you're number one. So you've talked about this already, Pab. It is Magnolia. Um, <laughs> I love this movie. Um, it has a lot of, I mean, I don't love Tom Cruise's character because he's just obnoxious and horrible. But the whole movie it just resonates really much so much with me because at the time i went to see it for the first time my friend was actually on his deathbed dying of cancer which um sounds a bit glum but it was it was lovely to well, just watch a bit, Neil. Yeah, it does it does i know <laughs> but i i know it, i don't want to bring the tone down but if you can imagine it's hard to explain but i watched that movie and i felt like i was sharing something with somebody so it's, yeah, got, yeah. A, it's got a type of beauty yeah. with what I was going through at the time. And like you, Pav, I just love the interconnecting stories. I love the Amy Mann soundtrack. I loved Amy Mann before, and to hear a whole soundtrack of her songs and everything on there is just gorgeous. Tom Cruise, I think, is probably his finest performance because 
we talked about playing against type, but he does it so well in this that you, I think the bloke is an asshole in it. But I would, I would say to anybody that has not seen this movie, give up three hours of your evening and sit and enjoy because you're going to go on a ride and you've got such an ensemble cast. I mean, there's no point just naming everybody. Have a look because there are so many big members of cast in it. And it was such a good departure from Paul Thomas Anderson because it was straight off the back of Boogie Nights, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's Which right. Is also, another yeah, also a really, really good film as well. Yeah. I like that yeah. One. Um, yeah, I think it's just a beautiful beautiful bit of movie making and it'll be easily in my top 20 i think wow i think i'll have to watch it again tonight after this i think you should yeah i feel feel like i I don't know whether like i said whether it resonates more because of what i went through when i first watched it and it reminds me and you know it's got a special place in my heart but i think think it's I think that's what movies do, though, don't they? You know, I think they they capture a, a certain emotional state that you have at the time, and that's that's your experience of it. So that's that's yeah. more than, more than a good reason. Yeah, but, completely yeah, agree. Fantastic. Okay, uh, my number one is both in both of your top tens, um, and I had the same thing as you, Neil. I could have chosen a couple of the films in this series, but I've gone for the original Mission Impossible. Hey. Um, I did say that it for me. It's it's the blueprint for the modern mm. day. Uh, I mean, obviously there were action movies beforehand, but I think it, the fact that it's not just a crash bang wallop action movie, it's got a great story to it. It's got some good twists and turns to it, some amazing set pieces in it. Nice little tinge of comedy in there every once in a while as well. Uh, and it's just, for me, I think it's it's one of those perfect action movies. And Tom mm. Cruise um, as Ethan Hunt plays it really, really well. He's a guy that that is on the the run mm. and knows he's on the run but has the he has the skills he has a certain set of skills uh that no means that he can survive it means that he you know he, he doesn't just survive he knows what to do to turn it around and win at the end mm. oh, spoilers for anybody that yeah. You know. couldn't, couldn't agree um, more with that I think yeah. and also I think with the first movie you really feel like he's in danger and he could actually he could perish he could die uh, yeah not, not that yeah he will because it's tom cruise but you feel like the character's in danger in the first movie whereas i think that the, the what the sequels are brilliant but what they lose for me is there's no stakes because he's not going to die because there's going to be another sequel mm. so you know what i mean but i mean maybe he will one day I, yeah, obviously he might but i just love that what you're saying in the first movie it's quite a, it's a sinewy performance from him a little yeah. bit you know what I mean? it's, yeah. it's really yeah it's great yeah, and I think, well, the, the next two movies are a part one and part two, aren't they? They're supposed they to be are, the, last, yeah. the last ones. So, I mean, it'd be a, see, it'd be a ballsy move to, to, to kill the, you know, the, the main character because it's sort of like, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it every so often, you know, if these, mm-hmm. if, you know, I mean, well, spoilers for James Bond, <laughs> if anybody's not, have you, any, have you both seen the new? Oh, yeah. I've yeah. seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he, he dies at the end of that and you think, well, that's yeah. great, you know. But they're going to do another James Bond movie, so they're going to work out how to sort of not bring him back, but the character will come back, yeah. uh, or they just reboot it, or whatever they do. But um, uh, right, we've got a couple of um, honourable mentions. The reason I said earlier on as well is I think that he's a little bit of a polarising figure, Tom Cruise. Um, we didn't didn't have as many honourable mentions, and there were a couple of people going, "Yeah, he's not really my cup of tea." You know, what yeah. I mean, people mm. sort of said that, but. But I think, like I said at the beginning, a lot of people think of his personal over his yeah. public, you know, <laughs> over his what he produces. And the what the he Scientology does. thing, I think people mm. probably see a lot of that and go, Ooh, yeah, you know, yeah, mm. yeah. And I think I, I think there's thought in that. 
but you know you look at him just for his movies you've anyway. got to you've got to disassociate exactly his yeah. films um, with his personal Larry yeah. Sala said for me it has to be collateral but got to throw in Tropic Thunder as Les Grossman is one of the best movie characters of all time uh, Liz Art said Days of Thunder and Top Gun Kim Mendes said Risky Business and Top Gun Maverick uh, Lisa Buchanan said he isn't my favourite actor, but there is no questioning his solid career. Would be difficult to pick one, but Interview with a Vampire and both Top Guns. At this one, Samantha said Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick, Turn and Burn. And Kirsten <laughs> Prynne said Tropic Thunder is the one I like. So there you go. Mm, that's it. We've done me. it. Brilliant. Cruise. Look at what you missed out on, Mr. Cruz. I will send you a link to the podcast when it comes out, Mr. <laughs> dude, Cruz. You realise what it is you've missed. Uh, Rick, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, thanks for inviting me on. It's been it's been really good fun. Thank An you. Absolute stellar performance, young man, for your first uh, first uh, entrance. And yeah. we will have you back for the top ten movie openings. I've already got three or four in my head that I can think yeah. of. Me too. Lovely. I'd love to come back. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. And thank you so much for your support as well. It it really means a lot uh, to us um, uh, for your support on the Patreon. Uh, And obviously um, to Brendan. Is it Brendan? Oh, God. Brandon. Sorry, Brandon. Brandon. (laughs) Uh, He's he's one of our new newies. So I got his name wrong. Brandon. Brandon Watson, thank you so much. Before we say our goodbyes, Neil. Tell everybody how they can get in touch and all that. So, like I tell you every week, come and follow us on all the social media sites at Top 10 Pods. Give us a click, give us a like, give us a follow, whatever it is you do. Email us at top10pods at hotmail.com. Come and help support the podcast like Rick did at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods, where you could be a guest too with your own top 10. Check out all the our links via the link tree. You can find the links in the show notes below. And please do come subscribe, leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you. Well done, Neil. Rick, thank you once again. Thanks, guys. Lovely. It's, it's been... Uh, I'm quite glad we got that one out of the way because, to be honest, I'm <laughs> no, going to be looking, uh, well, I'm gonna be thinking tonight, thinking... I should have put that one in and I should have put that one in and it, 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 it keeps changing. It really gets on my nerves when I get those yeah. feelings. But Neil, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Rick. And thank you for all your support and cheers, Pav. Thank you very much. Thank you once again, Rick. Thank you everybody for listening and watching and let's go start the countdown. Ten, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.